0: fallen nature wants to uh have the approval of others yes and have right that's just the world like we're all looking to to look good he's saying it has gone so far that you are even using the things that i ask you to do to honor me yeah give pray fast Mm -hmm. you're actually using the things that are supposed to connect you to me you're using them for your own purposes to make yourself look right. right, exactly, and so it's wrong, man. And again, that's convicting. Like Absolutely. he just wants our hearts, yes, to be centered on him, right, and like focused on him, and him be the primary affection, yes, yes, of our life. All right, well, we're rolling
1: into a new episode today, and this is our first podcast since Who Day played last, oh, and so we ought to start off with that. And uh, The morning is complete. <laughs> and, and hear from the man himself on, uh, on...
2: You know, there was a point in time during that game where the Bengals were up and I looked over at my buddy and, and I just said, you know, I I am sad that you are sad right now. By the end of the game, I so I, I just told him, I'm not happy that you're happy. <laughs> that 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 was really what I was, I left him with as he left.
0: Did he tell you he was sad because you were No. Sad?
2: <laughs> no, you know he did. he did. He there was a there was a certain amount of um, he's like, you know, next time, I just hope the Bengals are in it and not the Rams so that we can all celebrate together. So there was a certain aspect of a very graceful, didn't, gracious winner.
1: Didn't he have to be in by like 4 a.m. the next he day? Did, so he did. So at least it was an insult to injury for him this being a Rams is true. fan.
2: I actually felt better for him the next day knowing <laughs> that he was in the hospital at 4 a.m. But he had a victory. He had a victory with his Rams. His so. patients had a good day that day,
1: hopefully. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but at least the bedside man was good. Right, right, right. <laughs>
0: Justin, you weren't up at four a.m. I, right <laughs> no comment.
1: Maybe the yeah day after
0: Ben, he's getting close though. Four a.m. is getting close. Tell to Tell you, his man. Oh man, early rising. Four
1: forty this morning on my own. My alarm goes off at five, and I laid there and I'm thinking, I I don't want to be one of those people that's up before five, but <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna be worse off if I lay a bit here for another twenty minutes. So I did get up, had a couple hours of reading in, and
0: I bet you were whistling and. No? No. See, so here's yeah, the thing. I've time. been with Ben on trips like <laughs> he is one of these guys that when he wakes up early, he is full throttle. Yeah. There is no it doesn't seem to me there's not very much time of like having to wake up.
2: So, and yeah. me, my face yeah. is still catching up about 2 hours after I wake get out of bed. Yeah.
1: You look like you just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2:48 I think it's genetic. in the afternoon. <laughs> I think it's genetic. That's
2: what I'm going with.
1: Well, that's not why people listen. I hope that's not. Right. <laughs> uh, today, you know, we we've been going through a sermon series and uh, on the Sermon on the Mount, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I know each of you that's kind of been where your study time has been at, taking turns preaching from these passages and this um, these three chapters here, and about the midway point right now in our series mm-hmm. and. So just wanted to, you know, maybe take an episode and, and talk through, you know, what we've learned so far and, and just kind of maybe underline some core themes with this.
0: Yeah. I man, I have I have thoroughly enjoyed this sermon series. When you're doing any kind of job, right, hopefully you do what you love. But then there's also just the the responsibility side, the grind side, the mundane side of any job that any of us work, But I'll be honest with this, like, there hasn't been a lot of mundane. Hmm. You know, yeah, you grind through trying to understand the text, trying to then take it and condense it down. This is really hard to condense down. Oh, yeah. Um, But then, like, I I just am fired up every week for the topic. Hmm. Um, Because, again, what we've talked about is to me, the most uh, enlightening portion of Scripture ever. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, the the, the the historical nature of Jesus' death and resurrection is obviously the pivotal point, but as far as His teaching mm. and what His plan, who He is, and His plan for our lives, doesn't it have to start in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 and everything else
2: out of that. Absolutely, I think to a certain extent, um, we are we are given and shown the heart of God all throughout Scripture, but it's here in the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus is explicitly revealing the heart of God and what He's inviting us to as a mm-hmm. people. And i in our in our theme sentence, the, the the sentence that we're working on is that it's not about behavior modification, rather it's about heart transformation. And it, it's interesting as we dive into the Sermon on the Mount, the context that surrounds the Sermon on the Mount leading up to this point in time, Jesus is talking about, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And it's at this point in time that Jesus is using the Sermon on the Mount to truly introduce heaven on earth, eternal nature. I think this is what you said, Chip. Eternal nature begins now, beginning now. And this is what Jesus is doing for us. Yeah. I use this
0: phrase in this sermon series. This is the kingdom manifesto. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Right. And I know that manifesto term we think of Hitler's manifesto, Mein Kampf, or uh, oh, who's a communist guy from Russia? Um, Stalin. No, uh, Marx. Marx. Oh, yes. He had yep. his communist manifesto, yeah. so he hi- hijacks mm-hmm. that phrase. But really, if you think about what they did, is in those writings and what they followed, they built their governments around these these writings. It was a whole new culture yes. that they were introducing. Yep. Communism, yep. Nazism. That's good, yeah. This is yeah, obviously the, the alternative to that, but the alternative to every way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a paradigm shift. This is shift. the kingdom, like you said, that Jesus is ushering in, and for us, I think we're all tired of some of the old... Um, not old, but tired, um, you know... Jesus came to rescue us from hell and say a prayer and have Mm -hmm. that confidence and just try to navigate your way through this life, and you just kind of trust Jesus here and there, and then you try to figure things out on your own, like, that was never God's plan. I mean, He came to introduce us to a whole new lifestyle, beginning with uh, transforming our heart, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, even as we, you know, today we're focusing on the Sermon on the Mount, but all of the the gospels and the life of Jesus. I mean, you're right, the death and resurrection. I like to I like to think of it as like that is his like wax seal on hmm. hey, everything that I've ar- that I've said hmm. is true because of what I've done now. Absolutely. 100 yeah. Now now live it all out. Yes. Yes. And and, you know, like you've you've preached on, it's it's heart transformation, not behavior modification. And, and that's been the theme, I think, in this.
2: And with that heart transformation, it's this 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 new understanding that as Christians, to your point, Chip, we are not playing this waiting game. It's not a heart transformation so that one day we will one day get into heaven. We'll right. one day escape This was never meant for us to just stumble through life and just wait until one day we no longer have to struggle with our present circumstances, but it's that we walk through our present circumstances in light of having a new reality, a new way of living and experiencing and seeing the world around us. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to get us to do, is to see Mm -hmm. the world the way that he saw the world. Yeah. It, it not taking and to not
1: only to not only live but to th- yeah to thrive to live victoriously to be strengthened exactly in these circumstances yes knowing what's ahead and knowing hey this I can I can access this now.
2: And it's important to note that Jesus, he didn't do away with the present circumstances. The Jews that he was preaching to, they were still under the oppression of the Roman government. Jesus didn't come to eradicate all of the suffering or the struggles or anything of that nature, but he came to give it a new perspective that in the midst of this, in the midst of your current struggles and issues and pains and sufferings, or even in light of the good stuff, in light of your high moments, the way you experience it is completely and radically different.
0: Yeah, the promise is never to um, to change our circumstances mm-hmm. per se, and I know that's different than some of the messaging that's come along with the church in the last fifty years. Of follow Jesus, and He is going to make you extremely healthy. And follow Jesus, He right. is going to make right. you extremely right. wealthy. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Where does it, yeah? Where's the uh, which which where does it say that at? <laughs>
0: Must be like Romans. You mean I it doesn't say? <laughs> I
1: miss that verse where if I follow
0: him, I get a lot of money. Must be like Romans chapter twenty or something. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have yet. Yeah. But, but like the idea is that what I'm going to start in you, yeah, is sure circumstances might be difficult, but the eternal nature of my life in you, it's it's like that engagement ring. Hmm right? He uses that, the Mm -hmm. Spirit coming in our life. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the engagement ring. Mm -hmm. We're going to be married. Yes. And the future, like, you get a taste of that. Yes. And you can look forward to
2: that. Absolutely. And it provides a peace that would not have been there. Knowing, knowing that the Holy Spirit is now residing in you as you walk in this new kingdom, this new reality, it gives a new way of looking at things. And so all of a sudden, the problems aren't nearly as big because you know there is a greater good, a God, who then surrounds those issues that you're walking through.
0: Right, and then when He calls us to live like He lived, right? Like, Jesus is the embodiment of the Sermon on the Mount, this whole learning how to allow my heart to be transformed to love God, to love others. Jesus embodies that, yep. He calls us to follow that. That's why tucked away in that section of Scripture, He says, if you'll if you'll follow me in this, you get to be on mission Mm-hmm. With me in this, yeah, and you get to be salt, yes, and light, yes, and all of a sudden, my mm-hmm. life's purpose has went from I, I want to be a good husband, and I want to be a good father, mm-hmm. right? Those are purposeful things, and I want to be a productive member of society, mm-hmm. and and all these things. But beyond that, I get to partner in the life changing kingdom of Jesus Christ by becoming salt and light. Yes. By living out this Jesus life, and I I just, I'm so sad at what I've seen so often of people not realizing what Jesus is calling us to and has for us. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, so much more than simply, you know, checking in and checking out and and checking a box from week to week, but this life-giving piece. So, I'm gonna put you two on the spot. Okay. Oh no, this is something we didn't
2: talk about. We haven't. Yeah.
1: So I've. So He's I think, going
2: off script, Chip.
1: Well, so every time I read through the Sermon on the Mount, in, in in all of Scripture, really, I think God reveals something new to me, or something. Maybe it's it's where I'm at in my life, or yeah, or what I'm going through. So you know, over the last month or so, is there anything? particularly that has stuck out to you specifically, a verse or a few verses or a a piece that He talks about for for you guys?
0: Oh, man. I'm going to be honest. Like, every week I feel like I have seen where the Lord needs to continue to to tune my heart, right? (laughs) But I shared a couple weeks ago specifically, um, I have a family member that has has behaved poorly in betrayal and nastiness and unprovoked kind of way. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a fight and you go back. It was like you were only shown kindness and you responded terribly. And walking through Jesus showing us how our heart has to be changed when it comes to to hatred for our fellow man. Mm -hmm. Because remember he said, you said... Don't murder, and so you think that you love your fellow man because you didn't murder him. Yeah, Like, I love people because I haven't murdered anybody. Mm -hmm. That's been your test. He said, I want to get to the heart of where you're at. I want you to get to a place where you can live not hating your brother. And then he uses that like, what you do is you hate. Then as that hate hate builds in your heart, you develop contempt. Mm -hmm. And out of contempt, you ridicule them. And guess what? I'm studying that, like preparing to share this yeah and the Lord's just like, "Hey, isn't that what you do? Like I ridicule this person every chance I get. Mm-hmm. You bring her name up and I will tell you why she is a terrible person and why she did this wrong. And I found I I if God is trying to to develop his heart in me. To love others as I love myself, I cannot ridicule her and live with contempt in my heart for her and love her at the same time. And I realized I needed to allow God to do a work in my heart, mm. um, and that's been extremely freeing for me. I don't, I, I don't want to overplay this like I struggled with her every week or whatever, but I did see like where my heart needed to become more Christ-like yeah. in this mm. teaching. And I I feel strengthened by allowing God's Word to change my heart, my perspective on that. It's a freeing thing. It's a strengthening thing.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and sometimes you don't always realize that until you are aware of it. And you know, I mean, it's what's the what's the old adage like drinking poison and expecting the other person to you know, die or whatever. Right, it's just right, you're, you're right. poisoning yourself with the stress right. and the, the frustration all the while. Yeah. So free, freeing is a. Great
0: you thing. had anything? I oh, know you I, did when. Well. Like that first one, especially. Oh, you absolutely. To me I mean,
2: there, there's a number of things that we could talk about <laughs> that, that I have. And one of the things that I've learned in the last nine months of ministry is that when I get up to preach, more often <laughs> than not, if not all the time, it's usually to myself. It's a very self-serving thing <laughs> to where the Holy Spirit has broken me down. Um, and there was one particular, uh, uh, going over the Beatitudes, and I think mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing for me is coming to this understanding of, trying to be satisfied with anything of this world is a complete and utter distraction from being satisfied in the kingdom that is God Mm -hmm. and what God is trying to do. And I remember walking off stage after I preached on, I think it was, "'Blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness.'" And we walk away, and I walk away, and I'm saying to the, to the folks, look, we, our prayer should be, Lord, may you be enough. Yeah. And then I get off stage immediately following that, and I immediately act on an insecurity of mine, and it hits me like a two-by-four upside the head. <laughs> and I realize, wait a minute. I just reacted to an insecurity of mine, um, and i re- i was convicted by my own sermon right then and there lord may you and i was and i just prayed there on the spot lord may you be enough forgive me of my iniquity of not seeing you as enough of looking to the approval for others which you then talked about this week yeah um and i mean but each 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 week even even yesterday as you talked about uh you're going to have to correct me on this right behavior with the wrong motivation
0: is still wrong
2: it's still wrong now that's not to say that there's a lot of times where we do the right thing even if we don't want to. But a lot of the times, this is because the whole focus of the Sermon on the Mount is about heart transformation, we have to allow Jesus to work on our hearts so that we don't do the right thing with the wrong motivation, but we're doing it for the right motivation. Exactly.
0: His whole point was there is human nature wants to, fallen nature wants to have the approval of others. Yes. And have... Right? That's just the world. Like, we're all looking Mm -hmm. to to look good. He's saying, it has gone so far that you are even using the things that Mm -hmm. I ask you to do to honor me. Yeah. Give, pray, fast. Mm -hmm. You're actually using the things that are supposed to connect you to me. You're using them for your own purposes, to make yourself look good.
2: Exactly. And
0: so... It's wrong, man. And again, that's convicting. Like Absolutely. He just wants our hearts yes. to be centered on Him, right? And like yeah. focused on Him and Him be the primary affection yes. Yes. of our life.
2: Because it is so difficult, I think, at least for me, it is so difficult to do something that I think is a good thing and not have anyone notice it. I want everything that I do that is good to make sure to go noticed. And this is a complete paradigm shift in what Jesus is saying. And especially as a pastor, because everything I think, everything that I do, whether it's It's studying the Bible, yeah, it's supposed to be good, and I want to be recognized for it, and yet Jesus is saying no. And I mean, we go back to the words of John the Baptist, he must increase, I must decrease. But the crazy thing about that is,
0: Justin, while you say that, I'm thinking about the text we talked through. Like, even if no one notices, Mm -hmm. what is the promise three times in that scripture? Yes. What you do in secret, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. Father in heaven
2: he notices. Why is that so hard to remember, though? <laughs> That's it. Why yeah. is that so hard to remember? <laughs> and if we have placed our faith in Jesus Christ, we have God dwelling with us, and yet we're always thinking about, well, one day I'll see God. No, we have God with us now. Yeah. His approval's on you now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes. No yeah. longer do I have to be, so I we, I say this, and I'm looking at the two guys who are superior to me in ministry and in this job. I'm like, I want to earn these guys' approval, but I'm like, wait a minute. I don't always have to be seeking their approval because I am, if I'm doing, well, we even talked about this, Ben, before this podcast. We strive for excellence, not perfection, because mm-hmm. perfection is self-centered, and excellence is God-glorifying. Mm-hmm. And if my whole goal is I don't have to worry about the two of your approvals, because all of a sudden, if God is approving, then all of a sudden it just, well... The natural outflow. Exactly. Yeah. And if this is a
0: kingdom environment, yes, if your approval is the Father. And if my approval is the Father and your approval is the Father, mm-hmm. we're not going to have any kind of issue. Exactly. With, you know, like, we're unified in that. It's going to be a common grace yep. 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 that comes together, right? Yes. yes. I think that's what we're trying to say today, Ben, and hopefully maybe a listener is, you know, maybe hasn't considered the Sermon on the Mount completely, or sometimes there's such strong statements in there. But I was so encouraged last night, when somebody in my life group said, "You know what, the way you guys have presented this series has it's made it real to me hmm. yeah I actually am starting to understand how it's attainable yeah and what and like I just walked away and thought well that's all I want to do lord I, that's yeah. all yeah. like um and I think we're just excited yeah. to try to get you to see that god 's plan for your life is um Man, it's so crazy good.
1: Yeah, and we're not, I mean, not necessarily rushing through this sermon series. You know, that's something that we've tried to be sensitive with over the years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we ran in, I was in the conversation when someone approached you Wednesday night about how, lo- how much longer we were going to be in this series. <laughs> and my first thought was, maybe it's dragging on. I don't think it, it was, but, and no, she's eating it up. Absolutely. Yeah. And just wants yep. to, it yep. just, she just she just was curious like hey how long are we going to be sitting in this cuz this is this is great well
2: this is and the greatest sermon preached of all the time by absolutely. God himself by Jesus so okay. uh, we this is we i mean yes all of scripture is important and we, i don't want to i don't want to try to elevate yeah. hey one one piece of scripture is more important than the other but this is the sermon given by Jesus yeah. and if we as pastors are going mm-hmm. to present this mm-hmm. then we need to be aware of the of what Jesus was doing no doubt.
1: So I'm gonna jump ahead. Okay. Matthew seven. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this is like for me, um, seek first to understand before being understood. Mm. Is just just personally that's not the Bible. That's me personally. Mm. Um, but but judging others is mm-hmm. where it comes from.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is. Like, well, it what, is slow to speak. Yeah, yeah. Those specific words, anger. I guess. No, it absolutely is. But that is, is a biblical principle, yeah. seek to yeah. And
1: I and I think that's something seriously lacking in our culture but also um in in my life just being overly sen- just being sensitive to that and, and you know, first part of it, do not judge so that you will not be judged for the way that you judge. You'll you know, it talks about the, you know, speck in your brother's eye, first take mm-hmm. out the log in your own. And you know, we ha- we live in this heightened you know just sensitivity of culture right now where we are very quick to cast judgment and to throw stones and how much more to be salt and light on the earth right mm. now than to be slow to judgment and and to really not allow that to affect our soul to al- not allow that to affect our day to day so i've been i've been just asking the lord to help me in that too right now of just you know hey help me to understand is it whether it's the people that i serve here in this church, but also um, in a community where it's just, you can be easily frustrated with certain things, and mm. would help me, put me in their shoes.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, we have a whole word for that now, don't we? We even have, it's become such a thing that we now have cancel culture. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that an ultimate sign of a judging culture, of a, I'm just going to cancel you now? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's Again, if the point is to change my heart to Jesus, Mm -hmm. he's helping us to realize that the burden of judging someone, it's not ours. Right. It becomes a tremendous burden for us. We're flawed people, so ultimately we're going to be inconsistent with this because we do have logs in our eyes. Yep. Like, okay, God is the only one who has the perfect nature to judge. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I think what it also does... For me, this sermon series has reminded me that loving God and loving others is the plan. All of this is pointing to that, yeah. and that if God didn't send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that I'm just going to go ahead and get off any kind of judgment seat I yep. have. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If He doesn't cancel you, that's it. And He, but he redeems you. That's his purpose. That's what is always his intent is, right? And then to,
1: to live as Christ and yeah. to do all these things, then we ought to be charitable and redeeming people.
2: And don't you well. think this is why he begins with the Beatitudes? He begins by, oh, yeah. by completely addressing, and, you, and Chip, you mentioned oh, this yeah. in, the, in the first sermon uh, as we, as we approached this topic... In a world today, we say, Blessed are the strong, blessed are the rich, blessed are the ones who will insert their power or assert their power and take control. But Jesus is saying, No, this is not this isn't for you. In fact, in the kingdom of heaven, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Mm-hmm. Blessed who are hun- lay
1: down your pride. Exactly, yeah.
2: exactly. Blessed are those who are not satisfied with the world as it is, but are, are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, for something more, for their place in a world to where it is equal, is an equal playing field. The last will be first, and the first will be last, where everything is level and made right again. To where their satisfaction is not here in mm-hmm. this present world, but they're hungering for something more, and you can get a taste for that in the now.
1: And if the goal is heart transformation, then the answer is not government regulation. It's it's biblical transfer. I mean it's Absolutely, you just lost David. ten listeners by right? <laughs> right. I mean that's the whole point is that we don't legislate this stuff. That's right. what I mean, Christ fulfilled this, yep. but then it was all geared towards the heart.
0: Yes. They had tried to legislate morality, six hundred and thirteen <laughs> laws, right? Oh, the yeah. Jews did. And yeah. they ended up Jesus looking at him and saying, You're doing all these things, you're legislating right. it, and your heart looks like the inside of a Tomb,
1: right. So here we are, nothing under the sun. Yes.
0: Yes. Trying to, yeah. Remember, we were you and I were reading that book a couple years ago called "Legislating Morality." Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. But this is why this is the most. Don't get me wrong. We don't believe
1: murder should be legal. That wasn't the point of it.
0: No, but. You can legislate but, laws and still yeah. have people who hate
2: one another. Absolutely. Exactly. Right. And that's, and that's exactly the heart it of it. Is. it is. That, that was, right? was the heart of it. There were, there were people walking in the world who were not committing adultery, but every moment of their thought was focused on a member of the other sex lusting, lusting after them. That's right. That, yeah. That's no better than, than committing adultery. Same with divorce. The whole divorce uh, conversation was, hey, yes, you are following the law that was given to you, but that law was given to you because you, your hearts were hard to begin with. And he's calling mm-hmm. them to a deeper level. And we let Justin speak yeah. on divorce that Sunday. I've never been more stressed <laughs> preaching a sermon than preaching over divorce. <laughs> it's good. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. You got
1: you got the Lord's prayer this week. You oh, might be geez. more stressed. <laughs> I've, I've gotten more. I've comments. heard some things
0: about this Sunday. I'm not. I won't tell you what it is, but I have heard some things that oh, are coming down the pike. Poor Justin. I'm I'm sick this Sunday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think, like, obviously, we are like, fired up here for, what, 20 minutes now, and we almost are talking over each other because the power of the truth in this sermon that has so often been the place where Jesus said, turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, don't judge, you know, all these things that it's like, oh my goodness, how am I ever gonna... That sounds like a great thing, and maybe my grandpa can do that, or maybe these... Mother Teresa did that, but Mm -hmm. the rest of us Those are just like plaques on a wall, but those are never going to happen in my life. No. This is like God can help us to love people and to not retaliate. Yes. We call this the priesthood of all believers. You are able
1: to do this, and we have all been called to live up to this.
0: That's what Jesus' desire is. That's why he saves us and why he pulls us out, redeems us, is to bring Mm -hmm. us into the life that he himself practices.
2: But don't you think though to a certain extent we as humans and this goes back to that same CS Lewis quote that we are so easily satisfied. We are satisfied oh, in are. in being angry. We are satisfied in hating our neighbors and hating our enemies. We are satisfied in being able to retaliate. And God saying no, there is something so much deeper if you would, if you would just keep on moving forward, there's a deeper level of satisfaction that goes beyond. Yeah, that's right.
1: that's beyond right. the dopamine hit.
2: Exactly. Yeah. The instantaneous. And the thing is, that dopamine hit, we'll continue searching for that. We'll continue doing things to continue to make ourselves satisfied in a temporary way. Yeah. And God is saying, no, there is a deeper level of satisfaction that is not temporary, that in no matter, no matter the circumstance, that peace and that love and that joy and that contentment will remain regardless. And retaliation, let's just talk about that. When I refuse
0: to retaliate, I stop the cycle, and yeah. I actually mm-hmm. create a better life going forward. Mm-hmm. Not only do I experience God's peace, comfort, joy in the moment yep. of yep. identifying with Jesus, living at this deeper level. You're more of holier stuff.
1: than me, because I don't. it doesn't feel good in the moment. <laughs> it takes me a, a couple right. days no, to I feel understand. good yeah. about it. But you do
0: feel good about <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. but then you also realize... I helped bring the kingdom into this world. Oh, well, you thank God. Because if I had to hit yeah. them in the nose, yeah. what was going to happen naturally? Yeah. They were going to hit, and yeah. then it's Hatfields and McCoys, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. For yes. generations. Yeah. Yes. But no, the kingdom stops that yes. senseless, yes. destructive nature of sin.
2: Yeah.
0: And we actually, we bring a little bit of heaven to earth. Yes,
2: it's just a matter of remembering that. I mean, I, I, I hope today no one is hearing that we three have got this figured out. I mean, at least I certainly haven't gotten this figured out. And, uh, and so with this is remembering constantly, because it's a daily decision, right? Today I lay down my life so that Christ may live through me. And it's a daily thing, in and out, and and it's it's an intentional process. But God says, in the midst of the intentionality, you will experience me in a way that you have never experienced me
1: before. Well, that's my that was kind of the point in leading off with this. The questions that I asked earlier is, I mean, you know, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, I mean, I mean you can you can be this is a lifelong process mm-hmm. of yes. just turning things over to the Lord and constantly growing in in that righteousness as he yep. strengthens you yep. because there will always be things in here that you know, that that he's revealing
2: to yes. you. And there's joy in the journey. Oh yeah there's joy it's not all it's not about waiting and struggling and just keep on stumbling our way through this life until we get to heaven, but we experience joy in the matter of how Christ continues to reveal himself to us in this life and even
0: like we've talked about things like how to to deal with some of these adversaries of our soul, you know anger lust mm-hmm. um, but even i'm looking forward to two weeks from today, mm. I really am like um Talking about how do we deal with worry, anxiety, mm, yep, yep. how do we uh, live in security? Yeah. Like, he says, why do you worry? Why do you run after these things? I'm the guy who, who mm. dots the hills with flowers, and I see when a sparrow falls. Like, the beauty of these passages, it's mm-hmm. all-encompassing to teach us to just live resting mm. and trusting yeah. in Christ himself. So. This could be like one of my sermons. This podcast could keep going on and on if we keep. Going.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll unpack the rest of it here. So, <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, you want to wrap us up with any any? Uh, what I, just, I just
0: I just want to challenge our listeners to to spend some time soaking in Matthew five six and seven. The like what it's doing in our lives uh, on a continual basis. It's it's life giving. Even when it's shown me like, woo. You need to change your mindset or your behavior. It's life-giving. It's freeing. It's moving into Mm -hmm. a deeper level of, like you talked about, satisfaction. Yeah.